0: next up the intro the intro intro welcome back to another episode of good enough with stefano sanzo i am your host stefano sanzo you're listening which makes you a listener which makes you part of my favorite group on earth the good few and we're back again, baby, doing it, despite the world going into what looks like another round of lockdowns, because despite that, we still must do what we love. And uh, God, oh man, this is one of my favorite ones. Okay. Wow. A lot on my mind right now. Funny with the way the world works, dude. Yeah. I, uh, as as some of you may have heard before, I, I refer to myself as a public personality, right? As, as far as, I, I kind of let, I kind of give people access to me. You know, to some degree Because I'm always reaching out I, I want new friends, I want new people I want new connections And every now and then new guests And we tell tell that story on the podcast But like, I posted in a international jiu-jitsu forum uh, uh, BJJ Fanatics Shout out to BJJ Fanatics And, um, you know, because I, I recently leveled up in jiu-jitsu And got a second stripe on my white belt I was very proud of it, thank you very much And uh, posted in it And uh, I ended up meeting this guy uh, My guest today And, uh, found out, found out that he's, he's an author, a doctor in psychology and an author. And he finds out that I have a podcast. I find out that he has an author. He listens to some of my podcasts. He gives me a free code to listen to his book. And my God, I burnt through it in two days. It it was spectacular. Hyperbole house. Uh, it's available on Amazon and that all, uh, hyperbole house by James Murphy, James Murphy. That's our guest today. Uh, go to amazon.com. Uh, or Audible, and find all his work. James Murphy, Hyperbole House, and that'll also link you to all his other works, and he's also working on more. But a uh, fascinating conversation with an individual who's put a lot of thought into life, and I think he needs to be doing podcasts a little bit more often. He, uh, we, we got down in the nitty-gritty of some thought stuff, of some humor stuff. It was all over the place in such a beautiful way, much like his book, Hyperbole house available on audible. I keep on plugging this thing. Like I'm going to get paid for it. I'm not, I, I, there's no money for me to be gained here. Other than I, I, I want a good person to do well. This is a great man. Uh, uh, a, a great man A great southern gentleman God I, I could have I didn't even get to talk about You know Him being from New Orleans Originally Because I've been to New Orleans And um I don't have really Any friends out there But now he lives in Mississippi Anyway I'm, I'm bouncing all over the place My mind is reeling guys My mind is reeling From the conversation I had in here This is my first time I've ever done a remote uh, episode And I got As soon as he hung up As we hung up And parted ways I had to get out of the studio And like breathe And separate myself From the room It felt like I had An, an intense in-person conversation. I should note that. Yeah. So because it's remote, um, the quality that you're used to on my guest's end is going to be a little bit different. So so the sound quality is that of like a really good phone call. Okay. So you'll hear some scruffles here and then, uh, you know, of, of, uh, of Murphy... Um, he goes by Murphy. His name is James Murphy, but he goes by Murphy, uh, Murphy, you know, maybe messing around with his phone on the other end. And just the fact that it is a phone call, you, you know, it it doesn't sound as clear as my voice is coming in now. So you hear my voice like this and then you hear him respond kind of like this, it's not even exactly like this, but this is actually pretty damn close. I got to admit, you know, that I'm just doing this on the fly, but, uh, your voice, your ears will get, uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I listen to this style of podcast, that kind of style of podcast pretty often your ears get used to it almost immediately. In fact, I probably didn't have to point it out as much as I did. Now it's going to take you longer to get used to, but once you do get used to it, which will be now later than what would originally happen. Had I not talked about it? I promise. I promise. There's a beautiful conversation within this episode and I want you to listen to every goddamn second of it. This was one of my favorites I've ever done on that note. I'm going to definitely be doing more remote podcasts because, uh, there's so many different people I could be interviewing man The world is my oyster Especially with uh, lockdowns getting a little weird I might have to resort to it anyway right So it's a little uh It's kind of a double um It's doubly awesome right So I'm gonna get out of here and let you get to it Episode 51 with James Murphy I love you guys so much And It is just such an honor that I get to do this We'll see you when we see you Bye Cutting a To any songs, so I wrote this one. We're not the best,
1: but we're good enough.
0: Let's start the podcast now. It's good enough.
1: Citizens from the future, this is the anomalous moment in time and space that you've all been waiting for. It is the one known as Murphy along with the man whose name sounds like the guy from the Princess Bride's slightly less adventurous brother <laughs> Mr. Stefano Sanzo we're ready to do this lock and load baby here we go.
0: hell yeah man that was one of the best cold opens I've ever had in the show and the first one through phone so you you just you just set a you set a high precedent for these phone in ones.
1: We're here to help, man. We're here to help.
0: Hell yeah, brother! Awesome. So, why don't you real quick tell my guests who the hell we, are, hell, hell, who the hell you are, so we could get this thing rolling.
1: <sighs> my name is Murphy. James Murphy is my full name, folks. Just call me Murphy. I was born and raised in New Orleans, a Hurricane Katrina refugee. I now live in a small town called Enterprise, Mississippi. It's uh, just beautiful out here, just mainly woods, and I have a wonderful family, and I have a pretty good career over here in the town of meridian mississippi so that's the the nearest hub from where i'm at uh i have a doctorate in psychology and i'm the least doctor doctor there is i do jujitsu and i suck at it but i love it and i write books and i do some other stuff too oh my god that's, I, I, that's kind of the that's kind of the the top three that i would that i would lead with if this i love a, it man that's bio.
0: that's so interesting and i want to talk about all of it so all, real quick, got to get into how you and I linked up because this is this is one of the Oops. crazier ways I've had. Us brother, oh I love it. This is one of the uh, this is definitely the craziest way I've ever found a guest. So uh, there's this incredible international jujitsu forum website resource called BJJ Fanatics, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Fanatics, and I recently uh, graduated to second stripe white belt uh, on you know in my jujitsu journey, and I posted in the group. And you and your friend uh, commented on it in this uh, very wholesome kind of troll type of way that I, I, it took me a second to catch on. And now that I'm part of the troll, I'm loving it. (laughs) But you guys were basically overly positive and making it seem like we've known each other for years. And I love that. It's like a really fun, wholesome troll.
1: Yeah, and that goes back to the whole idea of, like I said, where we need to bring in the whole element of, of us you know, already knowing each other in the future, and this all exists on reverse time. Those are the best kind of trolls yeah, where no, they have a sort of mysterious quality to it, yeah, and, yet, and yet something about it just hooks you in. Yeah, you, know, you feel drawn into well, well, it. I, well, I must engage with this.
0: That's what I'm saying. I mean, hook, line, and sinker. Within five days, you're on my podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, things, things all just kind of happen. And look, I, I'd be remiss to not give shout-outs to my buddy, man. Indy, uh, Matthew Nicholson, Ziggy Big Guns, the Wiggler, A.K.A. Big Chief Toilet Paper. You know, Miami's <laughs> finest, holding me down, man. That's my guy. Man, Incredible. Hey, 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 he's, he's the, he's a force on those mats too, man. I gotta say that. And, and Indy, I see you, man. Well done.
0: Hell yeah, dude. Um, so. So a whole bunch of stuff I want to talk about, but so from there, you and I, I ended up messaging you. I, 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 you were looking at my post and I'm like, you like my post, you should check out my podcast. And you did. And then for that, you sent me a free audible copy of your book.
1: And yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet, sweet reciprocity. You know, uh, I, I was like, man, this guy, this guy's doing something creative also. I it's, you know, you, you, you meet a lot of people and, and I put, I put meat in quotation marks for the people listening. You you meet a lot of people in the social media online environment and every now and then something kind of pops. You say, man, there's, there's, there's something to this person. I started checking out the podcast. I thought it was cool, you know? And, and uh, I think, I think Indy mentioned that I, that I did books and you were like, what? And I said, yeah, you know? And so I just said, you know, Hey, it's free marketing and, and this guy might, he might enjoy it. And, and then, that's kind of what happened, and we've been we've been now running trolls on on Facebook too, and that's that's nice. Yeah, it's and incredible getting to know each other.
0: Yeah, and and I love that you you're you're so right the way that you mentioned like most non doctor doctor because you just said I, I do books. You're an author. That's that's yeah. such a cool title that you've earned. You've wrote what is it two books now? Written two books oh, now? Oh man,
1: let's see. Uh, I hyperla three. Three in the kids' book, and I'm almost done. The fourth.
0: Yeah, man. When you start forgetting how many books you've written, you could call yourself an author.
1: <laughs> you know? Yeah, like I, was, I had to think about it, and, and you do. know, I have all these, I have all these stories in my head too. That that hopefully there'll be enough time that I can get them all out there. Oh, and so I'm, it's, it's,
0: I'm excited to peel through them, man. I've only had the pleasure of listening to to the one, uh, Hyperbole House, and yeah, uh, how would you just? Dis- I, I would let you describe that, and then I'd, I just want to weigh in.
1: Man, um, I'd, I'd say Stefano, I'd say the way I'd describe it If it was kind of a, just a one sentence It would be like, the Matrix meets One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest
0: Oh my god, I love that! What a great that's pitch, how, too!
1: Yeah, that's how that's how I would describe it if it was, a, you know a, a one sentence sort of sort of deal
0: Yeah, so so what's going on with this uh, uh, Book, guys, it's uh, There's there's a reality TV show With uh, the main character Do- Dr. Strong, was it? Yes. And, uh with, with six other patients yes six other patients all representing some some pretty deep uh so sociological disorders or, yes. or psychol excuse me psychological yes. Yes, disorders psychological. and uh it was one for one it was a way for you to clearly just like show your expertise in all these because you were able to come up with these characters now uh something that was really uh something that was on my mind that was just like burning a hole through my head i had to get out there like did you find it? Were you like pulling from? Clearly, you were pulling from real people, right? Obviously, some experience yes. in the field at being a doctor of like psych, psychology. Yes. Uh, did you did did you find that you were you you had maybe your ethics had to come into question at all, or as, as far as like ah that the, these were like were you using any like personal experiences to a degree like ah should I be profiting off this? Should I be putting this in? Is this my story to tell? Like I, I was so interested in that because some of it was like. Oh, I could see that some of these situations probably really happened in, in one way or another and you just wrote it into a story.
1: That's a really good question. So one of the reasons it's hyperbole house is because it's loosely based off of me sitting there throughout the years saying, Man, if there was ever, you know, a story about what people experience here and anyone who's ever been to a psych hospital as either a patient or a worker could is probably shaking their head right now, like, yeah, you know, the, it's 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 the most intense form of entertainment. And and I don't mean that in a negative way as if it's made for sport. It's just the story of life that is carried out on a daily basis in psych hospitals is, is it's like nothing else in nature. So I said all that to say, the reason it's hyperbole is because it's seeing maybe something that would register as maybe a two or three out of 10 in my everyday experience. And then magnifying that to like a 12 or 13,
0: Uh, And so, so,
1: yes. So in a way, also what I'm trying to do is to help basically show the world this world full of these amazing people, you know, and yes, they they have some bad qualities about them. But what I like about those characters is, is that there's also a very lovable element to them. Also, Uh, you know, you also kind of want to pull for them, even though they're horrible in, in a lot of ways. And there are many people who really exist out here in the world that society has just sort of given up on. You know, the mentally ill, we'll just let them go to the hospital and we're not going to really think about them much. But they're really fascinating and amazing people. And I think that they should have more of a voice, you know, in the entertainment field at at very least. And that's a fascinating Google machine search for you also while you're on the, the topic of looking at just the kind of art that the mentally ill are able to create. And then if, you know, you look at it also through history, a lot of the great artists kind of dabbled with some mental illness. They just really didn't know how to deal with it. If you catch my drift.
0: No, absolutely, man. And, and I think that's such an important thing you're saying. One, most artists are to one degree or another mentally ill. Uh, Just, you know, maybe not as severe as some of the things you're, uh, you're mentioning, but uh, maybe one of the things that I think draws drew you and I together hyperbole. Like I speak in hyperbole. So that, so that, That, you know, and obviously, like that little joke we're carrying out online, just like taking something that's so, like, so absurd and just bringing it completely over the top. And I definitely noticed that, you know, a few points in the book using elements of that. But uh, yeah, no this that the the mentally ill I, I think there is such a important story important story to tell about true mental illness, I would say because mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. a lot of um you know, if you're on the internet nowadays you, you you see there's a lot of self-diagnosed look at me type of mental illness. yes.
1: yes and yes.
0: then there's like people, you know I I have it in my blood like my my grandmother was a schizophrenic, bedridden schizophrenic for my whole life. So I've always had a a huge, uh fascination with it especially because you know as a person as an artist with schizophrenia in my blood I'm, like I gotta be real careful with what I open my mind up to because I don't ever want to have a psychotic break
1: Yeah, the abyss looks back into you, right?
0: Yes, yes, it does Um, the uh the the camera's <laughs> smile, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah <laughs> man, yeah, I yeah.
0: loved I loved that through uh, that through line that you know, you must it, it comes up through And in, in comedy, we'd call it a callback but you know just keep okay. on referring to the camera smiled the camera smiled in the book man. cuz cuz i'm like ah I, I get like these layered meanings and why it's being used there and i remember <laughs> i remember like you know this book bringing me so many different emotions i remember at one point in the in the book someone has a joke that bombs and it's the one time where you say the camera didn't smile <laughs> i'm like i love that that was so that was such a good payoff oh, yes man. yes 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 and yes. it's and and for folks listening, this whole book is still worth listening or reading. You know that that's not like a, any kind of a spoiler. It's just like, yeah, man, I I felt I felt things reading this man. Like like towards the end, like the last hour of it, I like just overcome with goosebumps. You know, at all these revelations, at connecting what the entire thing was about um yes, I, I mean yes. you you're selling the story to the right person because the, the matrix was probably you know the fir- it's it's always been one of my favorite movies i watched it way too much when i was a kid not even knowing mm-hmm. you know just kind of watching it as like a weird action film and the older you get the more you understand what it's really about
1: right right and, and you know and with with that being said i've i'm kind of at this place right now where where you know we happen to be talking and in my own mind i was telling one of my buddies the other day i was saying I'm trying really hard to still think that this world is real. And I know that sounds like a very insane thing to say. And Not maybe to me, it space, don't. It is. Okay, so I, I guess what I'm getting at is is that the the day-to-day of my everyday subjective walking around perceptions is a very different world than the world I'm expected to accept on social media. Does that
0: make sense? Yes, but I'd love you to elaborate because that, that's an, that <clears throat> well, sounds like well, an interesting uh, thought.
1: Well, that that's something else that I I was trying to do with the book. Also, the idea to just kind of question reality, and I know that that seems real hokey and cliche, but I think it's cliche for a reason. I think now more than ever we need to really just step back and say, all right, well, what is it that the screen is presenting to me? What is it that they're trying to make me feel and think? And we really need to question the long-term ramifications of letting the screen think for us. It is
0: letting the screen think for us. I love that. Yeah, man. I know exactly what you're saying like I, I remember, you know, er, earlier on it used to be like you kind of the internet following uh like TV type media. I remember early on it's like you kind of just believed what you read sort of, you know, maybe some healthy skepticism. But I feel like now when you read anything beyond that screen, you're like, I know this is bullshit, but I don't know why yet. Yes. <laughs> like you, yeah, you immediately it, immediately yes. know it's bullshit just for the very fact that it's being presented to you on this this, you know, deceptive screen that we're all addicted to
1: yep 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 and th- there's something else to me that's just still pure about a book and i know that books can be bullshit until it like bullshit also and-, and maybe that's just a hipster in me I-, I just there's something about just unplugging for a little while and and thumbing through a book it- it's it's almost like a forgotten meditation nowadays well i, I-, I, I wasn't mean, meaning to be so cliche on here man but you have you have me waxing poetic about it you know? I, I
0: mean this the- is this is the kind of i you know this, this is what i try to pull out of people my man you know i i uh yeah. You know, you were telling me beforehand that you're a troll, that you might be a little uh, playfully difficult. I'm like, listen, man, I get the real. Uh, what is it? The the real you is when no one's watching. Is that what, that what you kept saying? Yeah. 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 The
1: real issue is when you're dreaming and the, and the real you is when no one's around. around. So when
0: you're talking to me, it's a dream baby. And I try to get get the real you out here, you know?
1: Yeah. 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 Man, here he is. You're talking to
0: an extremely friendly person who is, who listens to an insane amount of podcasts. So I approach it in, you know, with, with a, a specific amount of experience, but, um, yeah, man, like you're, you're definitely the first, uh, uh, site doctor in psychology all, all you know so many firsts for having you on before I move on to uh, some other stuff I want to talk to you about real quick because I ask every guest and I'm really curious what your answer is going to be okay. but uh what makes you happy Murph
1: what makes me happy the first thing that pops in my head is peace when when I'm when I'm at peace I feel happy they're they're very synonymous now for me
0: no now Murphy because the, you, you you like Murphy right um now help my listeners understand this because it's if a lot of people don't and if you know you know if you do it you do it but how easy it how easy is it to find that piece while you're trying to strangle your training partner
1: <laughs> well okay so that's a, that depends on if if you're able to actually get them or not right I'm right usually on the, yeah if you're the hammer or the nail true
0: um, true but even if you're the, the
1: hammer, there's a I'd imagine it's it's more peace, but but yeah. no, if, if if you're especially on the receiving end of it, it's it's a it's a strange mental feeling. It's mm-hmm. like the fog of war.
0: Yeah. Especially at yeah, the end man. of class when it's all over. That's true peace.
1: Yes, yes. But, 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 you know, so, you get the you get the the, the whole brain chemistry cocktail oh of, my of goodness, successfully yeah. making it through striving against something very difficult mm-hmm. and challenging.
0: Well the, the way I was described is your body thought that something was trying to kill you. So what, when that's yep. over, you know, the rush of endorphins, that, that victory yes. you feel just for getting through it. But uh, not, not to step on your answer about peace because that's very interesting and no one's ever said that to me before and it's so important. So, so what's your peace, Murphy?
1: If I could have ultimate peace, it would be where it was me out here in the woods with my family, my animals. I would get a check direct deposited to me for some work that I have done. I would still be able to do jujitsu. Hopefully my body would hold up and I'd still be able to write and see clients. That would be, that would be, that would be my life. And that would be very okay. And if I could, if I could stay in relatively good health mentally and physically and spiritually, I think that would be yapp, As we say in new Orleans, that would just be, you know, extra icing on the cake. That would be, that would be great, Stefano. That would be, what do you say great. in new Orleans? land yap what that's a that's a colloquialism for something extra so you hmm. know anytime life gives you a little something something you know a little little extra yeah. You know, like a uh, now in in Mississippi if you give someone a gift like a little a little gift it's called a happy that kind of that kind of irritates me it's kind of like nails on a chalkboard
0: yeah uh, yeah yeah. I get its intent but, but, but it's it's it, the, the delivery yeah. it's not there
1: yes land yap to, to me is cool though and hey, you know what? You know what really irritates me. I was just thinking about this. This is kind of how my mind operates. Please. Uh, I want to run this by you. You know, you're you're a man of observations. I've I've noted that comedians are very good at observations. They can they can see things. They can pick up patterns.
0: Yeah, we look at, it at things that nobody else is usually.
1: Right, right. Okay, so I have this kind of it's it's like an irritant. You know, like if you see something, you just it just just rubs you the wrong way. Oh yeah. You know, one of those things. Okay. Imagine a beautiful sunny day. Mm-hmm. You're driving and you see someone driving a convertible and the top's down, but yeah. the windows are up. Does that does that does that bother you? And it's, is it wrong that it bothers me?
0: I don't think it's wrong that it bothers you. Yeah, it's it's kind of like uh I don't know I don't know how to describe it. It is infuriating now that you brought it up. I wish you never brought this evil into my life because now now I'll be looking yeah. at it a little bit more next time it happens because I'm not really sure what you're trying to keep out. It's like that's with a convertible. It's it's a very rebellious thing, and when it comes to rebellion, I feel like you should be all in or all out.
1: That's it, man. Let's go. Let's go balls to the wall. Yeah, so yeah. Like, like you, speechless. you
0: rip yeah. the top off of your car, but the windows are still up. I don't.
1: Yeah. You know, it's I, like you're already, you're already, you're already paying the high premiums, man. Live it up. That's
0: like wearing socks during sex. You know, like. Well, yeah. <laughs> you're yeah, already ninety nine percent naked, man. Just let let it all go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, slippers are cool during sex, though. Right, slippers, right, like, right. Fuzzy, fuzzy slippers. That's yeah. a cool thing.
0: Um, I've I've never par- I've never partaken. Uh, but uh, it's it sounds like it could you know it could add an extra element you know.
1: Well, you, you know, you ever see uh, what was it? Was it was it no, it wasn't Pulp Fiction. It was uh, Jackie Brown. Quentin Quentin Brown. I've seen Brown.
0: it once, like ten years ago. Okay.
1: Well, uh, was it was it that or was it Samuel L. Jackson in Pulp Fiction where he's talking about about the foot massage and whatnot and how the feet are are. You know, I'm, I'm just bringing this up so that people might think that I have some kind of thing with feet.
0: <laughs> well, they know, didn't but, before. Now they do.
1: But, yeah, uh, see, and, and, and that's that's the power of media. That's the power of, of how the screen can basically dictate our thoughts, man. It's pretty cool. You know, you just you just kind of put a thought out there. And once it's out there, it's like everybody starts thinking it. That's the that's the world we live in now. And I think that that I think that that idea is going to spread more and more. And that's why, uh, you know, the fighters from the future have to really, you know, help kind of steer things in the as best a possible way as possible but it's it's getting very very difficult and that's a see i'm, I'm, I'm speaking in code right now stefano
0: <laughs> yeah no I've, it's inter- interesting to see how your mind works being a doctor in psychology and you're constantly observing how others minds work right is, is that now is that what you do on a regular basis
1: okay yeah so i work uh for a school district mm-hmm. i have a private practice and I do some part-time at a private psych hospital in town.
0: Oh, so wow. there so is – there so...
1: yeah, there's there's a good bit of time where I get to just sit there and, and talk with folks. And it's, it's – man – Okay. I'm so great to be able to do that. It's, it's just I, a it's a wonderful job.
0: I was just going to say what, what a privilege it is that you earned. I mean, be- becoming a doctor in psychology, you sure. probably really had to rip your own mind apart for a long time before you were able yeah. to to uh to earn a title like that. I mean, I, one psychology class the the way that it, you know, tears up te- gets you thinking about reality and, and and how you view the world. I can't even imagine what how many years does it take to get a doctor in that?
1: Uh, let's see. was it eight. It was uh, four in grad, then two in undergrad, and then eight. so that's what eight, nine. Wow. Total.
0: And uh, so so as a psychol uh, what what is what is the term that you prefer to use actually?
1: Psychologist is psychologist, fine. That's, right. the, that's the kind of that's the kind of,
0: right. So as know. as a psychologist, especially with you know what, what we're talking about a little bit today of like how how things um are affecting our minds like what is something that you see that is extremely pressing about mental health uh of today yeah. especially from okay. just like what you're observing I, yeah. on a ma- ma- macro level of just like seeing what's going on in society on the internet and then as well as what you're seeing in person what's something that's really plaguing our minds that we need to be paying a little bit better attention yeah
1: to? yeah and I, I i have a perfect answer for that uh, especially how it ties into your show man uh, the uh, the idea that funny stuff is no longer funny. It's offensive. We, we, we have to overcome that. It's not good for our mental health. We have to be able to laugh at, at people and situations and the world and, and tragedy. We have to be able to laugh at tragedy sometimes. That's, that's a perfectly acceptable coping skill, at least in the moment. And, you know, the more, the more I see, it's like, you know, bullying's on the rise and, and you know, I'm sitting over here with, with the squad after a, after a tournament, you know, at a, at a, um, What you call it? We're having like a little campfire get together and we're just roasting the shit out of each other like that's and that's to me, that's that's friendship. I'm not saying people need to be dicks to everybody, but I think that that comedy and humor and dark humor and all sorts of humor uh, really need to be back to where they used to be. You know, to me, uh, 80s, 90s, where you could, you know, people were just ripping through and just not giving a fuck about what they were saying and just just saying it. You know what I mean? Just being just being raw with it.
0: Right. Uh, And I think I'd like to
1: see I'd like to see, you know, and to me from just and and, and you know way more about this. I'd love your take on it. To me, uh, literature and comedy are kind of like two of the last bastions that are holding holding the line. You know what I mean? if you watch a show on Netflix, you're gonna see various agendas and you're gonna see things steered clear of and 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 you know, the the, the easier path taken and it's often less humorous. It's just kind of watered down hot dog water humor. Right. And it's it's like a it's like a, it's like a sour fart, you know? Yeah. So I, I, I like I like that comedy has the ability. To improve one's mental health, and and you know, once again, man, go on the Google machine. This is all science-backed up research that I'm saying. It's peer-reviewed. The 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 power of laughter has a mood stabilizer and has an antidepressant. It's, yeah. uh, it's it's a good thing. So you know, I would I would say that that now you know your tribe and and your class, the you know the the storytellers, the all all the uh, creatives who are able to still have humor, they should be as bold with it as possible. You know, really try to push push the edge. I think that that needs to be addressed and it'll help people laugh more. It'll help people feel better. You know, we're kind of all tiptoeing around. And back to your point, you said earlier about some of these people, you know, you said true mental illness, if I remember, you know, not just the, the people on Facebook talking about how, you know, everybody's against them or how bad it is to be them. But it, it's, we need to, we need to be able to laugh at those people and say, you know, what are you doing? You know, is what are you doing? And And, 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 and 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 there is a lot that is funny about things that mentally ill people do, and that's just one example of a kind of taboo topic. But there's humor there, and uh, I think that that needs to be explored. It never needs to be forgotten, and I just I do worry about censorship and things like that, and and I hope that that this world doesn't descend fully into that. But I can see it. It is happening with the TV shows and movies. I'm I'm, I'm sure people could agree with what i'm saying on that matter but you know books uh books comedy things like that that's still safe kind of have have, you have have you experienced that the the kind of watering down of comedy like if you go to a liberal college campus to do a show are you gonna um say things that would be more favorable for liberals and if you go to the midwest are you gonna say like you have different acts Dependent on where you're at.
0: Well, uh, unfortunately I've never broken out to the echelon where I could be like traveling around the country. Um, not you know, yet, man. At, at, yeah, right, future. right, Remember right, right. At, at my level. But, um, you know, cause you covered a lot there and, um, I just, I just want to reiterate the fact that, yeah, this is coming from, you know, this is just coming from any schmo. This is, uh, someone who I think many could consider an expert in the mind for the amount of education you have about it and, and how it are wor- you know, how the mi- uh, other minds work with other people. So, um, um, I really appreciate that opinion because I and I agree with it wholeheartedly uh, literature comedy uh, they, these are these are both bastions of truth we, we were just speaking earlier about how hard it is to find truth in in the world that we live in now how you know as soon as something is put in front of us you could pretty much assume that it's bullshit and what was always important about comedy, other than the mental benefits of laughter, of enjoying humor, of, of that that feeling, the endorphins you get from 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 lightening up a little bit. And god damn it, do people need to lighten up a little bit? Yes, but yes. on top of all that stuff, there's truth. That part yes. of humor is is acknowledging Usually, pretty uncomfortable truths,
1: but Which is a needed function.
0: Truth and discomfort are needed functions. Yes, you, you you need you need to familiarize yourself with both if you're going to survive in any realistic way in this thing we call life. You know,
1: right? And think about what an act of courage it takes to stand up in front of a crowd. And I mean, I'm saying think like you haven't thought this a gazillion times, but you know, you, you think about the kind of courage it takes to stand up in front of a group of people and possibly offend them yeah, to no. get them to, to get them to think about things that they need to be thinking about. Every It's, it's a, it's a wonderful way to do it.
0: Yeah. Every single joke. Here, here's the thing, you know, if we're, if we're going to talk about uh, uh, jokes and every single joke, every single thing that is funny is a risk It's, you know, what you're going for is the big, is the big payoff, laughter. It's the big, it's one of the greatest gifts you could give another person. It's, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a complete disassociation from the moment, from reality, from their troubles in the world where they go into such a euphoria that they have this strange physiological audible reaction. (laughs) It's like, it's a crazy thing that you do to somebody to make them laugh and you want to give them that gift. It's nothing malevolent to want to make somebody laugh. However, The the way to get to a laugh, just like you don't just get a million dollars, you got to rob the bank. You know what I mean? Like like yeah, there's a yeah. big risk in what you're pulling off here because you have to toy with their emotions. You have to toy with some uncomfortable subjects. Like before every joke that you tell, you're risking this losing this person. You risk you risk actually negatively affecting their mood because you're going to say something that they don't interpret as a joke. They don't find funny. And I think uh, so much of uh I think so much of why humor. You know, has been coming into question over the past few years is that that risk aversion, the and and lack of understanding of risk. Like, like when you see, like you see, so, like to to tie it back into jujitsu, you see your buddy do a wrong move and that air choke now becomes a blood choke and they pass out. <laughs> you know, you're you're like you you. You, you gotta be you understand that they took a risk for whatever they went for and it didn't pay off but you don't you don't hate them for it you don't kick them out of the academy you're like ah got you buddy huh
1: <laughs> right 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 yeah yeah exactly no
0: and you don't want and, and that's something I, I would just like people to understand like sometimes a joke isn't funny and it doesn't land whatever it is on stage in print uh, 10 years later after you know once it's recorded on a podcast they go back and listen to it it's like ah oh, contextually you know they, they take it out of context but understand that like the it came from a good place and even in the moment might have made someone laugh but maybe it didn't age well right but i I feel like like, me
1: me talking about the feet
0: yeah exactly it was a little little weird but i know what you were going for there man (laughs) and maybe i could have given you more to play around with there but i did not expect you to come on this podcast and talk about feet (laughs) it's okay it's okay um but uh yeah man i appreciate that answer a lot yeah
1: it's just something that I was thinking about. And, and, and I try to think things that no one else has thought. And that's, that's very difficult because, you know, how the hell do I know, number one? And, and number two, it's like kind of like I said, you know, it seems like, like just all these, these new ideas are coming out all over the place. And, and I, sometimes I have to wonder, you know, who, who thinks of this stuff? You, you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like for me, for me, the way my reality is going... There feels like there's all these these pressures to conform to these certain norms and standards, and I'm just wondering, like, by whose authority? Like what, what is, what is making this happen? Who, who thinks that I have to do these kind of things? And for, that, that, that's why when you asked me earlier, you know, what would be the most best, you know, piece for me, just, I just want to be left alone, I guess. I just want to, you know, I want to create and I want to be left alone. That would be, that would be ideal for me.
0: Right. Now so you I- understand, however, going back to risk aversion, you understand as a creator wanting to put something into the world, you know, something's got to come back to you right and that's yeah. and and yeah. and you realize you can't enjoy the 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 gift of being able to create without understanding the risk of the feedback you know yes yes, you, yes. that that's such a big part of it. like as much as i just want to make you know make this podcast and nobody give me shit about it like friends family like i've gotten shit about the thing you know as something i might have done on here or or stand up or god my my twitter and any of my tweets like I, I love putting stuff out into the world and yeah sometimes shit comes back to me and it sucks but I realize that's the risk of being allowed to create being having this ability I mean you know live, living in this country I think I think we forget how good we have it that we actually could just put stuff out you know
1: Yes yes uh, I'm, and that's kind of what more that's more of the the situation I was discussing not so much the aversion to risk of feedback you know positive negative. What have you more of the idea of as things become more and more censored and more difficult and there's more of a stricter believe this way sort of narrative that the screen pushes it's it's I don't I don't ever want to lose the fire of of trying to write as true to myself as possible. And I would hope that the comedians in the world and other writers and other people who create would would continue to courageously create as best they can because I do feel like that would be something that the screen really wants to limit. It wants us all to think kind of in the same way. And, you know, I'm not saying just, just don't give a shit, but I am also saying, you know, sometimes it's okay to sit back and just say, this is nonsense. I don't care about this. And I'm going to just, I'm just going to write what I want to write or, Hey, this is a damn good joke. It might offend some people, but I'm going to say it. I think that, that, I think that that, that mind has to be in people like us, you know, As long as we're on this earth, I think, and and we have to – perhaps we have to continually sharpen it against the forces that would try to dull it. It, I'm not sure entirely, and I I hope that I'm speaking this in a way that you're picking up what I'm putting down. Oh, I absolutely do. See, see this whole thing. See, it's going to make more sense as as your life goes on. It's all it's all going to make sense later. You know, I'm trying to talk to your future self. You yeah, know, kind of, two in things a kind of rock style. You know, yeah. we're having we're having like ten different conversations right now. Yeah, uh, and I'm still trying to do it in a way that makes it somewhat entertaining. Right, Rockwell
0: being the uh, the the uh, what's what's his what's his first name in the book? Elias. Elias, my God, I was in love with that character. What an interesting, awesome character. Oh, I don't, but I can't talk about him too much for obvious reasons. But um, I, I was going to mention you, you mentioned, excuse me, you mentioned, uh, I, so a lot of times when people have these type of conversations, they tend to lean one way or another and point to some type of a boogeyman. But I noticed a few times you've pointed to the screen itself, which is a very poetic author way of looking at things. But, um, y- you, you, you're almost pointing to the screen as the enemy. And I want to hear uh, if, if, the, if that's sure, accurate in the sure. way I'm reading that and, and yeah, if you could yeah, elaborate yeah, on it.
1: That's fine. Sure. I'll Lab. Uh, you know, I talked earlier about the idea of like the matrix and all, and I'm not saying that that's what I think it is, but I do find myself having to like not want to believe that this is all a simulation. Like there has to be some sort of reality generation machine, almost just the way, the way that things happen. I've, I've been doing a lot of thinking here lately. When you start looking at all the signs in your life and the synchronicities and yes. the way things happen exactly the way they happen, it, it it's at what point does it no longer become chance?
0: Yeah. At, at
1: what point does it no longer just become luck? Right. You know,
0: I always, uh, so, you know, when it comes to like, you know, how, how did we wind up here? What is all of this? Like, um, even, even coming from, like you know, from, I, I'm more of agnostic cause it's, it's just too hard for me to really disseminate and, dis- and definitively decide what everything is. Something I have pretty confidently arrived at is this isn't an accident. You know, at some point that's, that's in time, fair whatever got this ball rolling, it seemed deliberate. And and whatever entity you want to assign that to, I guess that just comes down to your belief. But like... It, all of this is too damn specific. Me, me in a studio in Connecticut, talking to you in Mississippi. You, you were misplaced by a uh, displaced, excuse me, by a a tragic storm almost 20 years ago. Like, all these things right. that happened to lead to this moment over here, and I'm like, yes, that's a whole lot of accidents, dude. You know, like yes, at some yeah. At some point in time, you got there's there's got to be a writer, right? <laughs> there's, there's a writer's yes. room, something
1: something is going on and 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 that to me that's the screen also it's almost like there's it's like it's like your backstage writer your subconscious your unconscious the the higher you whatever you want to call it the your your higher power you call it god whatever you'd like you know it's your thing you can figure all that out i my favorite Bible verse is let every man work out his own salvation with fear and trembling. I got enough to work on with me. I'm not here to preach or anything, but that's just how I look at that. No, the, nice. the idea is though, yeah, yeah. The, the idea is though, is that it's kind of like a war of screens. It's like you're, you're behind the screen, you know, your mind, and then the you that's observing your mind. That's the real you, and that's a weird thing to think about, but that's that's really what it is. And like kind of your subjective daily personal reality versus what I'm calling the screen is this sort of force that is trying I mean that you know that is trying to divide us, that is trying to push various political agendas and whatnot. I think that that's becoming more and more obvious to people who can see things that there's just a whole lot of bullshit with it right. that it's like the WWE, you know that this is this is not as real as they are trying to say
0: mm-hmm.
1: there, there, there are there are writers in a back room creating what you're seeing you know, in your, in your, your feed or on your TV screen. And that just, I think that it needs to be resisted, you know, at least, at least intellectually.
0: Yeah. No, to, to some degree, like uh, work on your own reality a bit, you know, put, 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 put together, use some of the info that you could at least stand on as truth. I think there's some truth that we could actually arrive at some, some relatively objective truths. And that's where maybe you should be building your beliefs and understanding off, you know?
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, and and it's, 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 it's hard for me to try to really convey all these, you know, I have a, I have a lot of strange beliefs. I'll admit that wholeheartedly. And I've, and I've been, I've been uh, exposed to a lot of strange beliefs, but I believe that there's been some good in that because it does help me have kind of a built in bullshit detector. When yeah. I see something, when I see something presented on the news, it's like, well, eh, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. You know, some, well, something about this isn't well, right,
0: especially when it comes to the news. You know, at some point in time, you got yeah, it. I mean, not not to get too conspiratorial. It's, and it's and it's cliche at this point. But like, oh, can we please? Yeah, But somebody made money off you hearing what you heard. Somebody yes. somewhere yes. along the line. So, and I maybe not <laughs> money is not the way to say it. Profited. Somebody profited. And you hearing what you heard. I am not. Do you know how many millions of dollars it takes to get a word into your ears and and in yes. front of your eyes from yes. you know from CNN or Fox or any 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 media outlet like like, like it, somebody paid to have you hear that regardless of what you believe or what they believe somewhere along the line a lot of money is being spent so that you could get an idea and this is how powerful ideas are because they all they want is that to jumble around in your head and for you to play around with it and arrive to something they ultimately think you'll arrive on which is spend money spend your money towards their or or give yes. your allegiance towards what they're trying to accomplish
1: yeah like that movie they live right you know you put on the glasses obey yeah yeah man yeah yeah so i just i feel like like for oh wait He's... for everybody uh can you, could know, you, could you I'm, say that again I'm not...
0: sorry i lost you for a second uh,
1: i'm saying that we're, we've been applying this to quote unquote creative people because we're hipsters but right. I mean, it can be it can be applied to anybody you know it's just just i'm not saying you know go quit your job and start a motorcycle club I, that i'm not i'm not i'm not saying not be pragmatic and logical yeah i'm saying can you can you just take one step back from any official narrative that the screen tries to give you and can you just think like can you just say is this bullshit or not right and if it's not bullshit why if it is bullshit why and, you know have these kind of conversations with yourself i think that that would help us and and For me, I like to think about things that no one else has thought. You know, I brought that up and it's hard to do. So I always try to say, all right, what is a side that no one has proposed? And that ties into how, from my experience, people with schizophrenia think. They think in ways that are not the usual ways that people think. And when you try to spend all your time thinking the way they think to try to have a shared language kind of, it does help your brain kind of stretch in a different way. Uh, sort of like how your brain stretches when you're doing jujitsu, or I'd imagine how your brain stretches when you're trying to perform in front of a live crowd. Right. Is that, is that accurate? Yeah,
0: no, no, that, that's, that's a, a very, uh, a very good comparison to draw. Yeah, man. Uh, and, and with this, uh, with just like getting yourself using your own ideas. So like I, I try to work, kind of backwards from rather than just absorbing lie after lie after a lie, I'd rather what what I do is establish truths, right? And the way I establish truths is doing things, trying things out and deciding if I like them or not. Right. Like I, I, you know, you could tell me all day, you could tell me all day, how great a thing is. Like, let's, let's, let's use, um, let, let's just use CrossFit as an example, right? We all heard about that friend who started CrossFit and wouldn't shut up about it, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And
0: so I'm like, all right, man, I'm just hearing it from him. Let's see. And then you finally go do CrossFit once or twice, and I could finally decide, you know what? This person's just never really worked out before, um, you know, or or there's it's for whatever reason it, it, it gets them going, but it's not the truth. I didn't like it that much. I've done it a couple of times. It's cool. But like, at least I know. Cause I got my feet wet. I actually, uh, I, I did the research. I, I, I tried it. You know what I mean? But, and, and, Opposite of that, I I try things, I do them, I love them. They stick with me, and they're now my truth. I can unequivocally say, um, that that you know, jujitsu has added crazy value and crazy happiness to my life. I've, I, you know, with with all the running, you know, I've, I've I ran a marathon, I've competed strongman, wow, nice. and and I like. I thought I loved those things. And then I found a thing that I love so much that I will, I need to just devote more time to it and take time away from those things, you know? And that's how I'm discovering my truths. It's just doing like, I, I think people need a few more hobbies instead of just ingesting lies all day in front of their screens. I, I think they need to do things that aren't that, you know?
1: Yes. The screen ain't going nowhere. Go do some cool shit or something. Go, go challenge yourself. Go, you know, I I was telling somebody at this, at this jujitsu tournament I I was at the last weekend, a guy was talking about he wants to write a book, you know, it's like people find out that you're an author, and then they want to talk to you about it, you know, and I'm always, I'm always flabbergasted, you know, because I'm like the least author, author. And I just say, Hey, man, look, if that story's in you, you're, you need to write it. it You're not not gonna you're not gonna feel whole until you you give birth to it almost. So you know, it's like anybody listening out there. If you feel like you have a story in you man just put fingers to keys just start typing they said what's the secret just just write a little a little bit every day and then it gets you get some momentum and then all of a sudden you got a few chapters and then all of a sudden you got an act and then all of a sudden you start really getting some pieces to whatever puzzle you're putting together and that i mean that's that's it
0: hell yeah man yeah i i am so for people just doing the thing Fuck. Ju- yep. Skip judgment. F- f- forget fear about a fear of judgment. It, it, people who judge you for do for for trying to get some value and worth out of this life, are are the ones who are in need of a little bit of judging, right? Like I, like like yeah. that's probably going to be the thing that makes you most averse to trying is what other people think about it and. Dude, when you actually find the thing that you love and you're doing the thing that you love, the last thing on earth you give a shit about is what people will think as far as what people will judge. You know, you, yeah, you make yeah, the yeah, thing exactly. to be judged ultimately. But yeah, like, think
1: about you think about like when you're in that moment and you're doing what you were made to do and how kind of time stops. You know what I mean? Oh, and like yeah. you're almost watching yourself. You know, you're not you don't give a fuck what people are thinking. You're, you're, you're in the zone, you're in the flow, you're doing what you were made to do. And like, you know, like I said, just as, as the screen and it's, it's, it's agenda becomes more and more, you know, we really need to be able to retreat within ourselves and, and, and work out a rich inner life that is, that is hid from the screen and is and is able to to exist and still be productive. See, I'm talking code against no, no no no
0: hid hid from the screen is such a good way to put it. Literally, like one. All right, I I think something that that really should be said about what's so great about jujitsu. It's one of the few things out there nowadays that could actually get you to put your phone away for an hour or two. Right. You know, that's one of the right. one of my favorite parts about class is when I put my phone in my bag and I'm like, I'm not going to look at this thing until. My professor excuses us, you know, right, and, right. and uh, speaking of how, how did you do at that tournament? That's pretty cool that you got to compete. Okay.
1: Yeah. So, so it was a, it was a, for me, it was a tale of two tournaments. Uh, I had a, I had a, about a four hours, about three and a half hour wait in between no gi and then gi. Cool. And, for for my uh, listeners who
0: aren't uh, jiu jitsu people so uh, there's basically two different types of brazilian jiu jitsu there's the uh, gi version where you're wearing that you know karate kid type outfit that you guys are probably used to <laughs> and then um, if you've ever seen people in the uh, compression shirts the rash guards that's no gi it's ba- you know it's it's, it's you, you take the gi off and two very different types because you're able to use the grips of the of the gi in gi and without the gi you're basically using the natural grips of the body a, you know grabbing an elbow a trap or a neck you know Go on.
1: Yeah, so in gi, I got whooped. Uh, I lost on points the first one, and then I tapped to an ankle lock on the second one. And Ooh. That goes back to the whole to the whole fog of war. Ankle lock. You're, you know, I was so I was so tired, man, and and, and I what was just level, what level are you? Uh, I'm a two stripe blue belt, but man, I'm 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 trash, man. Like, I, please, anybody listening right now, like I do not in any way claim any sort of jujitsu knowledge. No, of course, we're just talking about the love. Whoops. Just yeah, talking
0: so, about the So now
1: bit. now. So, so that was tough, you know, it was like, ah, oh, you know, but, but I felt like I belong there. Now in no gi, this is, I like to end kind of this on a, on a high note, it, it all worked out so perfect, man. You know how, have you done a, have you done a tournament yet?
0: I have not done a tournament yet. It's Okay. A, it's a... So
1: usually, usually what happens is, is once you get your brackets, you'll go on the public diary that you want people to read and you'll, you'll search for your opponent, you know? So you, you know, you you want to like see the person's face, you know what I mean? You want to yeah. see who you're going to go up against. So I researched my guy. This is in Nogi. And as me and the boys are riding up to the convention center, no lie, man. And like, this goes back to the whole synchronicities thing. As we're pulling up, he's walking across the street, Oh. like man. right in front of me, man. And I said, that's my guy. That's so Coach cool. Coach is like, that's him? And I just, I promise you, Steph, I just, I just point at him. I don't, I don't know why I did this. I just point at him, right? And he just kind of looks and that's not something I would normally do, but I just, <laughs> Yeah, I, I was in that zone, right? So so for the match, for the match, I we slap bump hands. I collar you know you know the uh the uh, collar dragging you know, or the the uh, the uh, collar tie where you put your hand you know like on their neck, kind of yeah. pull it down. Yeah, of course. So dude, 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 slap hands, bump, boom, pull his head down, go right into for the, the money guillotine, in into the guillotine, jump up, you know, fly up, wrap my legs around him, pull him down, uh in about 38 seconds he tapped and that was like that 40 seconds whatever that made all the last two and a half years oh of getting my ass whooped like that was worth it that was the first time i felt like i had a kill switch kind of like where oh where that's such a body, cool way to describe it a kill switch like, yeah like, like like where my where my mind and body just worked and it's like muscle memory this is what just you do go. You kill boom boom oh boom, my boom, god boom, that's boom. so badass like, like dude clean efficient yeah okay the problem is is that that was what 40 seconds and then I blew my load, you know? Right. So it's like I think that the people who are really good are able to just like keep that kill switch engaged and and it not it not drain them. And they can just they can just conserve their energy so perfect that they can just like boom hit you with it and yeah. then go back into kind of rest mode and then boom hit you with it again and they can just keep doing that. So, you know, I still, I still really just kind of like roll around out there and I'm trying to survive. I got some killers in my gym though, man. Shout out to Holson Jones. Shout out to Big Tech Chatham. Shout out to the Warden. I mean, see, we got, we got some killers, man. RT-601. Right. Make represent. sure,
0: make sure they, uh, make sure they listen to the episode. They'll, they'll probably yeah, love to man. hear it, dude.
1: Yeah, man. Um, yeah, Paul dude. Joiner, shout out.
0: What, what's that?
1: Nah, I'm just, I'm just trying to show the boys some love, man. You no, know, no, it's, I it's, appreciate
0: it's, that, man. That's, and, I think and, that's and, really and important. Now, that
1: also, that, that's also another benefit. Uh, and it ties into putting the screen down. You end up making friends. You Real end up friends, up like Well, you're right, a jujitsu right. friend.
0: First, first and foremost, that's why I met you. I met you through uh, BJJ Fanatics. And, yes. and that was yes. our, that's you and I, if I never did jujitsu, this, this conversation, whatever, th- none of right. this ever happens. You know what I mean? There, right. I have no reason right. in the world to ever be in a BJJ Fanatics. So like that, right. uh, that alone, you know, that's that what, you know, what established this connection. And yeah, man, yeah. these, these people that you go to war with every day, like, um, not to minimize how the you know what actually going to war is you know uh, shout out to the troops but um, just like these people that you fight with every day and get better with every day yeah you build these bonds that like. I love especially the ones when like it's a stranger that comes into the gym, but they're like yeah. they're kind of your your you know, they're, they're your weight and height and your skill level. You're, you're so, already
1: you're already looking at him like, OK, OK. Yeah. So so it's
0: like so it's like I'm unsure of this person. But like a minute later, him and I are rolling. Ah, he's actually kind of a cool dude. Ah, you know what? Now we roll every day together. So it's like you're building this bond. I'm like I'm seeing this person more than I see family, you know, more than I talk yeah. to my friends. And then afterwards, we're getting better. And it's like, yeah, you start just getting closer and closer. to All these people, man, it's it's a real bond.
1: Right, right. Shout out to Gentle Ben. Shout out to King T-Walk. It's uh it's you know these are these are real people and they're they're General awesome Ben, people. I love that. Yeah, man. General Ben, yeah. He's he's a, he's a oh man, that's my guy. He's about 270 pounds, and he he moves like a like a Oof. lightweight. Yeah,
0: dude. It's I, just, I have um It's
1: crazy, man. It's I have crazy.
0: Uh Sky DJ shout out to DJ um Blue Belt, who uh I I think that's that's probably what he's running at and like I can I cannot defeat him. He always Always winds up on top, always just gets that high mount, mount on you, always. Yeah, and it's just like he's hes not very quick, he's strong and big. And you know, that's usually my game because I'm I'm a I, I walk around at like 230 something pounds, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so big and strong is usually my game. So, like, it's kind of you know, he's the ultimate test for me. Like, you can't rely on big and strong forever, man. Like, sometimes someone's big and stronger than you, and you need to beat him in technique. And unfortunately, he's also got
1: me there yes yes so what what keeps you showing up man
0: well um i am going back to what i was just talking about earlier i i know what i like so i i use this for this has been like one of my going mantras recently in life and relationships friendships and things i like i know what i like and if i if what i like doesn't want sorry i know what i want and if what i want doesn't want me i move on right and uh, yeah, yeah. with cool. jujitsu, man, it's like I could tell jujitsu wants me there for a long time. I am, I am a two stripe white belt, and the amount of value, the amount of joy, the amount of love it's added to my life, the way that it keeps me in shape, the the friend, the, uh, people like you. I mean, that I can't right. imagine how many other podcast guests I'll get in the future through this thing. And I'm not just doing it for the podcast guests, but I mean, like this, that's a huge connection to me. But it's sure. not just a connection. I'm an obsessive guy, so like, uh, what you didn't know. Uh, well, you don't know about me just cause you just, you know, I just met you, but I used to be about a hundred pounds heavier than I am now. Um, okay. so I went on a journey for, through most of like my early to mid twenties of just like figuring out, you know, how to lose the weight and what was wrong with me mentally to begin with, you know, because then I ended up gaining some back and I'm like, well, it took me, you know, it took me, it took me year. Uh, what was it? It took me years I lost 100 pounds. Then in a few months, I gained like 80 back. Right, so I'm like, clearly something's going on in my head. So like, I I really got to work on myself. So yeah, that led to me, you know, running the marathon, competing strongman, doing all these different things, and yes. uh, arriving to this point where like I, I'm a worker. I love I love getting after it. I'm driven, and jujitsu feels like my athletic home. It feels like yes. I don't I don't have to, you know, strongman lifting. Now it all just feels like ego to me. Running feels like ego you know, I have such a massive ego to begin with. And jujitsu is one of the, one of those things that's just shrinking it constantly. And I I need that in my life. I need people in my life that shrink my ego. So there's a thousand different reasons I could talk, you know, I don't even need a guest in the room. I could talk how long I could talk about, you know, what what jujitsu means and what keeps me showing up. But, um, and I, and I'm sure you could corroborate some of that stuff as well.
1: Yeah. 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 You know, I, I showed up for the fitness and the protection you know self-defense yep, yep and, same. and now I'm, I'm i'm hooked with all that and it's it's the personal challenge it's very difficult and you know for you know i can i can relate to having a big ego you know i i, I like to i like to do a lot of self depreciation about it you know that's kind of one of my favorite types of humor yeah and and i mean mm-hmm. jujitsu just kicks you in the dick every it kicks night you and,
0: in the di- literally sometimes you'll yeah. get kicked in the dick
1: like it's, like, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, just put your, just put your wang in the car door and like slam it. Literally. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like this like guy, like there are some nights that are just like that. Like this is freaking hard, you know, man.
0: Cause, cause all right. Basically, you know, after, you know, wh- when I got to like strongman levels of strength, right. Where I, where I was able to, you know, pick up. You're terrifying five, five, me right now. Well, well, what, what I, when I pick, was like able to pick up like you know, uh, five hundred pounds when you know keg press all these crazy things, right? Oh, Jesus! And then afterwards, you
1: must, been, you must have been hell on wheels when you first came into that gym, man. Yeah, oh, I was,
0: I was, you know. People probably
1: saw you and were like well, running. Like, well, you no,
0: know, I don't, well, I'm not well going with him. people love. Actually, you get a target on your head because people love taking out cocky, strong motherfuckers. So, so I had that going uh, yeah, for me, and fair. and I you know they they i got a lot of that tongue in cheek insult of jiu jitsu where like you're strong because if you call someone strong in jiu jitsu it's basically saying you have zero technique <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you were you were a bull and that if you've made any progress here today it's only because of your strength you 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 know if if you know none of what you did should work but um <laughs> yes. but yeah so like i had this huge i had such an inflated ego because yeah being that strong and running a marathon. There's very few people who would ever do both in a string of five months. So I, I came in there thinking like I had everything, what it, you know, everything it took to beat the shit out of these kids. And you guys, you guys 70 pounds lighter than me, just like turning me into a, you know, a, a paperclip. Yep. And, uh, that alone was like, all right, if I could wield the power that this guy does, I think, you know, I think I'll be a real force of nature. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, just getting better, getting to the level of people who have kicked my ass prior, it's such a it's such a dream to me. Like what two stripe white belts used to do to me just a few months ago. I'm like, I can't believe I've made it to what my professor believes is the same level. You know?
1: Yeah, yeah. That's that's what my coach always tells me. You know, he says it's it's not who's best, it's who's left.
0: And I love that's that. Always,
1: that's always stuck with me. Now you know about the blue belt blues, right? I, I was just
0: like, gonna that? I was just gonna bring it up. How uh, blue belts are the most likely to quit.
1: Yeah. So what do you think about that? I mean, are you, are you, are you in it? Do you, can you, can you foresee any obstacles that you can talk to your future self about so that you might avoid?
0: I fully intend on getting my black belt. So, um, oh my God. so, and that's very easy to say as a white belt. Cause I, ba- I might as well have just started yesterday, but the way I see it is, um, I put, you know, I've put black belt levels of, of time and discipline into like, like lifting, you know, I I started when I was 13, I'm still lifting today. And, uh, I guess I competed in two strongman shows, never even did steroids, which is, you know, not, not that heard of. And, um, you know, so I, I think it's very clear that I have a track record of dedication to, you know, something yeah, physical, yeah. something that with longevity as well. Cause you, you know, I just know that I could stick with ju- I've been looking for an athletic home for years. That's why I'm a runner. That's why I did powerlifting, strongman, bodybuilding, rock climbing, what, what you name it. I've tried all the things I've been looking for somewhere that really puts everything that I need. And, and I've often described uh, jiu jujitsu as, uh, solving a Rubik's cube underwater while a shark is attacking you. It's, yeah. Accurate. It's just, it's got everything that I need. I need the mental, the, the mental challenge, the physical challenge, the, you know, I, I need the feeling of progress and getting better. So yes. it's, you know, it's tough to tell the future. I get, I get it. Yeah. When, when I, when I rank up, it's, 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 there's that, that, you know, maybe I could end up quitting, but I just, I just don't see it, man. Cause this is what I've been looking for for a long time. Plus, like I said, the value it added to my life, the, the level of confidence I carry myself. I carry with myself at all times because of jujitsu and the fact that it could only go up from here. It's like, I want more, man. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I guess once jujitsu, once I feel that jujitsu is no longer giving back to me, I will stop giving to it. Cause as I said, I know what I want. And if what I want doesn't want me, I move on. But right now I really, really...
1: like that, man. I'm going to borrow that. Oh,
0: please, if, please. If you don't mind. I know. Yeah, I, I like, that.
1: I, I, you know, yeah, and, and it, it does. It, it feels like jujitsu. She's like a cruel mistress, but but, but you know, you know, that she loves you. Right. You, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like, she's like, all right, come on in. Even if you know she likes being is.
0: choked. Um, right, right. <laughs> all right.
1: Good, good. We'll see you again tomorrow. Exactly. You
0: know? Um, all right, man. So I'm gonna, we're, we're, we're on the uh, tail end of this thing now. I don't know if you've made it you to know. the end of any of these episodes, but this very, very curious with you because, uh, one of, one of the more interesting minds I've had on here, but, uh, so, the idea is, and especially you, because you are very future oriented. I've realized, um, I I like that you keep bringing up the future and how you're often addressing the future in the present, which is interesting. And and you could probably have a whole podcast on that. But, um, so the idea is that I will maybe, you know, let's say I do decide to quit this podcast, right? I still want it to always be available. What I have already done. I always want people to be listening and, and, and I describe it as speaking something into infinity It'll always be there, it'll always be hosted So I ask, uh, you know, as a closing note For my my um, my guest To speak something into infinity Whether it be a piece of advice A, uh, a, a piece of advice Or just a piece of wisdom Or just a, a last thing that you want to be uh, You know, remembered by As we close this little episode up uh, So the floor is yours, Murph
1: uh, Seven shepherds and eight principal men The future's heroes taking down the beast as best we can. Remember the future. I love you.
0: It's so cryptic and I want to know more. Oh man, you've been uh, fantastic dude. <laughs> and, uh, Thanks, man. and uh, if you could just let my, let my listeners know where they could find you and things that you want to be found on. I, I realize you're, oh, you, right. you you might be maybe a private here and there, but you do have public books that I would love them to get their eyes and ears on.
1: All right, so you could go on Amazon and just type in James Murphy Hyperbole House, and that should link you. I got some other books; uh, all will be revealed. That's part two. Uh, I got a kids book for for the kids, Walt the Wobbly Walrus. That's on Amazon, and then I wrote an appendix that for the first two books. Uh, that's called Ants, and that's that's pure madness. You you'd like that?
0: Oh and, man, I can't wait.
1: Yeah, so um, it all you know because the it all it all ties in, and I'm I'm working on the third book now in the Remember the Future trilogy and that'll be out hopefully not but before too long. So yeah, just just check me out on Amazon. Easy cheesy Japanesey or Audible if, if you wanna if you wanna listen to it. Yeah. But I guess yeah. you can do Audible also on Amazon, can't you?
0: Right, yeah. No Audible uh, I believe got acquired by Amazon. Whatever it is. But uh yeah, I, I could personally attest to um to the audio version of the book it was fantastic you do a great job speaking it I, I i commend you for wanting to do it yourself i i know uh i know it's a it's a chore to sit in a room and record what, what was it seven hours and and, yeah. and you find out and at the end of the recording that that was the second time you did it because the first one wasn't yeah. <laughs> didn't yeah. fly with audible
1: right but uh right.
0: you clearly poured your heart and soul and time into just the recording aspect of it so that's very worth the listening, man
1: I'm- I appreciate that 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 you can pick up on that, man. That means a lot to me, for real. And I I really appreciate you having me on to chat with you.
0: Absolutely, brother. And and you are you know now a friend of the show. So I hope you uh, hope you would come on in the future to promote books or just throw around some ideas. Uh, you know, one day I'd love to roll with you. Love to have you know maybe mm. do a, an interview in person if they you know one day when the world might be normal again. But uh, this this yes. has been fantastic. Otherwise, awesome, man. Um, so I'll do my plugs as well. Um, so as always guys, you can find me, uh, at stephabro 93 on Instagram at StefaBro on Twitter at good enough podcast on Instagram, uh, which is all things directly related to the podcast. I got no live shows coming up because the world seems to be locking down again, but you know, we'll, we'll get rolling again when we get rolling. There's no, uh, no butts about it. So, uh, Murphy before, uh, before we close up anything else you need to say to the, the, uh, the good few.
1: Yeah, man. Just stay grateful. Stay humble. Stay getting after it. Remember the future.
0: Hell yeah, bro. Uh, You could stay on the line once I close this thing up. I'll uh, cause chat a little bit. But uh, on that note, you've been fantastic. And uh, as always, everybody drink more water and be nicer to each other. That's it. Hell yeah, bro.